0: to you to today and um, to you so today we're going to be having a chat about observations it's something that we both do a lot of in in our jobs um and we're going to start just by thinking about why we do observe um as a speech therapist for me i i can say that my observations are always part of my assessment so if that's if a child's coming into clinic with a parent or if i'm going into a nursery I very very rarely take any any formal assessment with me because I can get so much information uh, just by watching and listening and just standing back a little bit
1: um, what about you Becky, in early I, think, years? I think it's exactly the same we the only way we get to know a child is to observe and really understand and I think mm-hmm. it's um giving yourself the time to and the and the permission to stand back and observe and know that that's okay because that's what you're doing that's you're doing your job and you're observing properly because we can't start anywhere else with the child because we can't we've got to sort of reflect on what we've seen and evaluate it and see where we're going to go next with them so we have to observations are always our foundation of our starting point so really important it doesn't like we we've been having this chat haven't we Beck, it doesn't always have to be you know a written observation and I think people sometimes get a little bit um tied up with like sort of how many observations should we write on this child how many should we be having a term and really um observation for observations you know like we've said you are observing all the time because you're 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 watching what that child's doing you're understanding it you're provocating and in action you're just probably doing something straight away, you know what you're doing. You know, you need to observe for next steps as well and to make sure and make sure those next steps are really relevant to that child. But again, it doesn't all have to be written there's not i mean there's not a magic amount of number of observations you would have it's more the quality of that observation what does it say and what is so meaningful about it really
0: yeah and for me when i when i'm observing a child i'm not with children every day like you guys are but when i'm observing a child i'm really i'm looking at a speech and language therapist. i'm observing are they how are they playing what are they playing with um who are they playing with and things like i'm looking at are they following instructions are they understanding that that child's talking to them or are they not really aware of that child's presence are they communicating are they doing that verbally non-verbally how does their speech sound are there any difficulties in that um so there's an attention and listening play or there's like literally i can get from an hour half an hour sometimes observation those are all the skills that i'm looking for um it's actually much easier for me to make an assessment in a setting i find that's much easier because i can see a child being more natural when they come to clinic it's an, it's an unusual environment so of course the child is likely to be slightly different to how they would be you know if they were at home or in nursery um so for me I get all that information and what what do you get when you're with your observations what are you you're getting to know the child but what are the areas we're we're getting to do
1: the child. obviously for us like our our observations we've we've made one up from thriving language which we've been using for quite a few quite a few years and we keep tweaking it and adding little bits of deep different research because it's really important for it I think it's just important for it to be meaningful reason. And for the for the child it's like it's that awe and wonder what makes them tick what what are their schema what what are they really interested in what areas do they appear to be really deeply engaged in and how can I scaffold that and move that forward and how can I watch and see when to stand back so and also with the parent as well, really really important that the parent you have those home observations from the parent so you when the parent comes in and the families come in and we're chatting we're like oh what have the children been doing and it's really interesting to understand and and our parents we work with them and we've got them to actually um do some observations for us and those are all in in their books as well but we we jot it down when the parents tell us what they've been doing and what do they and so we can use that in our practice and go okay I know they did this and they went to granny's and did some swimming or something like so okay how can we bring that into our story time or how can we bring that into you know our everyday like sort of creative play what are we doing so so it's really important to get that whole picture of the child I think as well so
0: yeah, definitely. And, and when you, I mean, I think you just touched on it there, but it's, we do our observations, we, it's, and we've got all this information and then what do we do with it next? I mean, again, from, from a speech therapy point of view, I will always share that with parents and also with practitioners. And I'll say, okay, well, what I've seen, I've seen this and I've seen that, you know, is that, is that what you would expect to see? It's because again, respecting that parents are experts in their own children early year practitioners know these children extremely well. So I might have seen something on a day that isn't typical for that child. So it's about sharing that information and building up that picture and, and working out for me as a speech therapist, working out, okay, maybe that's that is where that's the difficulty. That's what I want to target. Um,
1: and using it for, for those reasons so i think as well like for us it informs it informs our planning so it informs we see something we move something forward you know with our what well, with our we we have a our setting it's a in the moment planning but you know we it informs our planning we discuss about it we chat about it we evaluate um we do we do have learning journeys and they are a, a physical element of learning journeys i know lots of people have online learning journeys things but they're not really they're just to bulk up the learning journey just write an observation and just go into a file because you've got to do something with it it's like what does it tell you about that child where are where are they and where do they need to go next and those observations are really really important for that child's next step because that child when when we look at children's next steps it should always be something that tells their story so it's always like what you know they're having a little bit of difficulty settling okay so their next step is attributed to them settling so you know we've seen that we've chatted to the parent about that and that's again that observation that we've done we've understood that that they need some more support and then we attribute that to the EYFS and say okay this is this is what we're going to work on this is where we'll go next let's see where it goes so those Um, next steps should always be really natural as well
0: you don't you don't fall into the trap of oh I've got nothing on there record about their understanding of of maths or any mathematical concepts so then you go and observe for that
1: I think you can easily fall into that trap I've got to be honest I've got to be because I think you might look at the file and go oh do you know what this this looks we've got loads on this on this this area but that might be something that when we do our like focused look at where we are with our cohort we might say oh do you know what we tend to in our practice really which you always want to be looking at PSED personal social emotional development in your practice but we're really really hot on that and where's our area that we could develop a bit more so we might say do you know what we're going to focus we're going to have a look and we're going to observe and see where we're seeing this mathematical Um, practice or where we're seeing something so we might as a as an evaluation do that with the team that would work as evaluation with the team to do that but it's it is hard because sometimes you do feel like you're having to tick a box with all this paperwork but that's not what those observations are are about those observations are about those awe and wonder moments like really really meaningful something that 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 child you know has perhaps really been working up to do and and it's not you know those awe and wonder moments as well for for me aren't about like um the child sat on their potty and things like that they are really about like what did the child feel like what were those emotions what were you know what what came through what could we observe what could we see you know and and how how kind were they to another child those are all and wonder moments and
0: Actually, I'm just going to say based on that, it's really, it links really nicely to like a a technical aspect of observations, which is, and I'm going to steal a phrase from catchphrase,
1: is (laughs) say what you see. I love that phrase. You always use it and it always, I think everybody needs to put that up in their settings, say what you see, because it... it
0: It's difficult, isn't it? Because actually, I mean, when we when we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Beth, and we were saying actually, it's very easy in your observation to say, "Oh, little Johnny was really happy to see Mum," you know, when when she came to pick him up. Well, again, we what that's not what we've seen. That's what we've inferred. That's what we've deduced. Because what we we don't see happiness. We see behaviours that indicate happiness and i know it sounds really pedantic but what we actually see is we saw little johnny smiling and jumping up and down when mum arrived that's what we saw we didn't see happiness so it's just being mindful of and to use to say to not put judgments makes it sound negative and i don't mean that but it's you know we we can't infer and and use our own uh, sort of opinion so we can't say oh you know becky was really angry we didn't see anger we, we saw behaviors that might indicate anger so it's just being mindful of of what we're actually writing
1: i but think that, that i think that yeah i think that's really good that's why we, we're sort of going to do um an online course on this as well so that people yeah. can can see and, and get a little bit more in-depth information so you can yeah. sort of head because with...
0: really actually how many times do we say oh look that little one's really looks really tired well that's not an observation is it that's that's us assuming that because they're lying on the floor that they're... so again it's like don't write that you know you know whoever didn't didn't play today because they were really tired or whatever it is that you're saying it's, it's you know describe describe what, what is think.
1: happening yeah so that and takes, what that
0: takes as a speech 20 I'm on my twentieth year, yeah. so and I still have to check myself on that and say, "Oh no, that's not what you saw. That's what you think is happening." Yeah. So, it, so yes, do it. That's why we are going to do a course, which, which seems daft for something that you guys do all the time, but actually, it is. It doesn't hurt, I think, to refresh and to remind ourselves and to practice the techniques of, of
1: and, being. And I think there's so many myths, like to to. Um, sort of get rid of it around all around observations as well you know like yeah. I quite often get asked and it's absolutely fair enough like how many should I put in how many should they have it, but it's all about the richness of what's happening really so you know it it shouldn't be uh seven a term six a term this you know so many in this area but I think I think practitioners as well are just trying to cover themselves for to make sure that it, it's there so you know yeah. we can we can look at other ways of doing that so you know just 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 fairly briefly on our something that we've developed for thriving language so for our observations that we do they are handwritten and they can be they can be sort of put onto an electronic version as well but just in the one observation which I could take you know you can take as much time as you like to write it or you can take as little time as you write you can write them in practice so say two minutes if you with two minutes I'm writing an observation I cover Baby effective early learning and the deep levels of engagement and what zone the children are practising in. So what sort of choice do they have? So what choice does that child have and what zone are they in? So how and how engaged are they? The Mosaic approach, so looking at what, how the child is leading and also what are the choices they've, they've got as well. And EYFS, our thriving language approach for their communication. And also schemas we look at, and there is a part at the bottom as well. that said, what was the practitioner doing? You know, what what did we do? So we've got that peer rob in there. So in that one piece of of paper, this is what I'm saying. For that one piece of paper, and we know we all work really hard, and we haven't got masses and masses of time. It covers everything I need it to cover but authentically so it's like okay what will we actually do it tells a really deep story of what was happening for that child in something that you know you you can write it on a post-it note that's absolutely fine as long as we do something with it so but you know those post-it notes would fit around that it's one a4 piece of paper and it attributes it straight away and it makes it meaningful it's like okay you know next time i could i could do this as a practitioner or i could do the do that and actually to enable deeper levels in, of engagement what could I do so that's the sort of thing we you know we're going to be talking about on the course as well I think just to yeah. you know just to and lead into that really reflective practice that's, I think so yeah really just, important and
0: again that just blows my mind because you guys are able to get all of that quality information in a short amount of time whilst also managing like an environment and I can have an hour with one child <laughs> to get my information so I again hats off to you guys because Thanks. that. That is what you're doing
1: whilst doing all of the other aspects of your job. It's yeah, just which which is a so lot. Mind. And we do, there's lots of different kinds of observations we can do. And we do do tracking observations and we do do timed observations. But it's not always a luxury to be able to do that when no. you're actually in practice. So I think, yeah. so yeah, That's the
0: reality. Yeah.
1: That really interesting okay so anybody wants to anybody wants to email in just email in to rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk or head over and subscribe and ask us some questions at www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk okay Great. take care bye, bye. bye.